Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. And I'm Cole. We slum it hard so you don't have to. Guys, we're having fun. I said that really weird. So you don't have to. We slum it hard. <laughs> so you don't have to. <laughs> hey, we slum it hard, eh? <laughs> All right, I have one semi-racist, semi-racist joke for you. It's not actually nice. racist. You lost me at semi, oh. but got me back at racist. <laughs> What do you call what do you call a cholo Uh-oh. walking through the park with one leg shorter than the other? Like hobble cholo hobble? Ha- Not even <laughs> I feel bad, but that's funny. <laughs> I don't feel bad about cholos. I feel bad about making fun of people with legs of different lengths. <laughs> yeah, because it causes back problems. It's ableist. So is that because you partly identify? I should have said he's wearing one platform shoe. <laughs> and one chonkla. <laughs> chonkla? Wearing one chonkla and one <laughs> platform shoe. Because <laughs> also that's his... like a much more ridiculous setup. Yeah. One of his shell top Adidas is much taller than the other. <laughs> you should have seen Phil's, Phil's face as soon as you said, there's a cholo walking through a park. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, Not even. Not even. I love it. Okay, how... There's this there's this joke. It's a very easy, straightforward joke. It's very easy to understand. Mm. The what do you call four Mexicans in quicksand? Oh yeah. Cuatro Cinco. Mm. Would you consider that joke racist? Because mm. it's not it like seems other than it them seems being racist because it points out that they're Mexicans and not. <laughs> Is there a term that's less offensive than Mexican? No, I'm saying like, because it's specific. It's not about, because then it's not about yes. the language. It's about there are four Hispanic, Hispanic people. If you're like, there are four Spanish speakers. Spanish-speaking yeah, gentlemen. Yeah, Spaniards? Yeah. There are four Spaniards. Because the way that I've heard it is four Mexicans <laughs> in a boat with a hole in it or something. I guess that's like. If you say, if you say Spaniards, then don't you have to say cuatro cinco? A cuatro cinco. <laughs> There are four Castilians there. In, uh, in quicksand. The fact that it's kind of less funny as four Spaniards than four Mexicans actually highlights that it is racist. Yeah. Well, I guess I won't tell that joke anymore. Also, Cinco Quatro is five, so it wouldn't be, you wouldn't call it Cuatro Cinco. You would call it Cuatro, whatever the verb for sink is. 
That's a good point. Oh, man. Also, that joke isn't even funny anymore now that I know it's not totally accurate, Aaron. Also, <laughs> I think part of, part of it is this this ethnic group, who, whoever they are, that harm is befalling them. You would say cuatro sumidero. You can't you, you can't <laughs> look you it up do. if you don't That's know it. No, I'm saying this. Is yeah, that is a good tell. joke because the because the, the punchline's so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> and it would actually the reason I thought of it is because we like started doing <laughs> we started there you go. like in our morning meetings. You know, our whole group meets together every morning now remotely, and there's like 40 people in there. Uh-huh. And my boss was like, we should start having people tell a joke. Oh. And, uh, yeah, that was kind of my initial reaction. But, so, but if I told that, like half, like half the people in the group Spanish. speak Spanish. A national tragedy. There's like five native. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> no. Do you just not even right. notice it when other people are talking, Aaron? He doesn't. He doesn't notice it. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I apologize. So, forty people in the meeting. Some of no, them that's Mexicans. all. They would think that's a funny because like half of them speak Spanish. I I think the way the joke should be told now is you should say, "What do you call four Mexicans in quicksand?" And then when they chuckle and say "cuatro cinco," then you say, "How do you say it, Aaron?" Cuatro sumidero. <laughs> Cincadero. 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 That's more racist now. I like it. Sumidero. 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 So then you say, no, Quattro Sumidero, you racist. Yeah. That's true. And there you go. Now you've got a better joke. Cole, I'm sorry. You should be sorry to Phil for doing this for 200 and whatever episodes. 200 episodes? No, 100 and something. And also me often. We're coming up on 200 pretty soon. This is 198. A word? For 200, we should just take a break. Indefinitely. Just skip it. Indefinitely. <laughs> yeah, I've been, on a 199. I've been waiting for someone to ask to bring this up, actually. 199? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Yes. That was awesome, dude. Dennings. Is that what Grand that was? Slam breakfast yeah. for $1.99. Yeah, dude crazy as a kid i think i didn't really understand that like how good of a deal that was yeah i think when i was in high school and they had 29 cent hamburger days at mcdonald's i did understand how good of a deal that was (laughs) yeah dude there's this place in the town i grew up called hamburger stand it's actually called (laughs) that's just what people call it that's the name of it but it's basically like a wiener schnitzel but with more hamburger options it's weird um but they used to have 25 cent hamburgers all the time do they do the thing where you can get a hamburger and then you can get a hot dog that's like split open hot dog way hot dog way hot dog Uh, style i don't think so that's my favorite thing to do at uh cookouts where Uh, they've got (laughs) barbecues where they got crappy hamburgers and crappy hot dogs Mm mm-hmm that's what you do. It's like I want to eat some meat, but beef, it's like too obvious what actual meat it is. Yeah. I want to have some more ambiguous real. meat mixed in there with it. Ambig- ambiguous meat. 
Ambiguous Mate is a pretty good band name or porn star name. <laughs> One of the two. Ambiguous. Maybe like a... <laughs> or just a, just a movie. Maybe, maybe wait, like wait, wait. a superhero. <laughs> okay, so, you know, you guys have heard people taking the piss out of Spider-Man 2 having a laugh at its expense. Uh-huh. I haven't seen it in probably 15 years, you know. And Is I that always... the old Venom? No, no, that's three. And I've heard people hate that one more. Yeah. That may be that's possible, but yeah. two, holy crap, we watched it. Is two Sandman? No, two no, is Doctor Doctor Octavius. Okay, and uh, it's like I super. Like that one. I I'd like to hear people's opinions of it now because in watching it, it's like very campy. So like the scene. So what happens? Okay, guys, Spider Man Two spoilers coming up. So I apologize ahead of time. Okay, Spider Man wins. Bad guy loses. <laughs> um, yeah, right. It's like the uh, whole spoilers. Spoilers coming up, so please fast forward. The whole premise of it. Timestamp. Yeah, we'll put a timestamp in the show notes for sure. Yeah. The whole premise. He has these. He has these big limbs, and in the you know in the story, the purpose of it is so he can handle this material while it's undergoing fusion and whatnot, and. That's not going to sound great, Phil. Um, and then, of course, like it actually fuses into his spine, and then he points out this little fragile piece at the top. This is the inhibitor chip. This is what keeps the AI and the limbs from overtaking my own brain. And he like look, points at it. See everyone? See this little fragile? <laughs> it looks the whole thing is made of like this metal that can't isn't affected by heat. And then this is like made of glass. This little piece at the top, you know? Yeah, of course. And so the scene, the scene where like. The, f- it's the like fusion the butthole exactly and i even said that like why do they always you know just don't make a weak point like that's you know it's that easy <laughs> just make and, it good like why didn't you surround the inhibitor chip with the same metal you built the limbs out of you <laughs> right. dummy and uh so the fusion thing goes wrong his wife dies which purposes obviously he 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 turns he really like so your wife dies big deal you know like come on and then there's this scene where these doctors are trying to remove the limbs from his back and the limbs like wake up and, you know, autonomously kill them all. And it's like kind of gruesome, but the whole thing is shot. It's like very low lighting with like tons of silhouettes. And it felt like a, like some seventies or eighties kind of horror movie, you know, where it would be like, it's like showing someone's silhouette ah, and the lit and the thing comes in and, jams down their throat or whatever almost like like it kind of reminded me of like rocky horror pictures or uh no little shop of horrors Mm -hmm. you know and it it made me wonder do people actually look back on that fondly was that like an intentional thing that people enjoy because it's really campy or do people because it's also like kind of poorly done even in that style so viewers write in Tell us your thoughts on Spider-Man 2. Was that one directed by Sam Raimi too? No, Sam Raimi 1. Huh. Was that also directed by Sam Raimi? I don't know. I believe so. 
Oh yeah, directed by Sam Raimi because he is kind of like known for that yeah campy thing. And there was like a lot of and like when has he been. when he when his wife dies, he does the <laughs> no and yeah you know. So it was actually like kind of in, enjoyable on, on one hand, but then like the plot is just such a it's the plot's so dumb. It was also like a weird time for uh, comic book movies back then because like that and the early the Tim Burton Batman movies kind of were earlier but they were still trying to make them feel like comic books yeah totally whereas now it's like if you watch a Marvel movie it's not it doesn't feel like Sin City was like, like the book. Sin City was like the the yeah that was like the culmination of that culmination of that yeah but How now it's they're just like cult. action blockbusters so I think not culmination in like from a quality standpoint but from a style standpoint right yeah like that was they that took it to the and it even extreme. and it like reminded me like does every superhero movie have to have some choice where like you know like Endgame had three of them where it's like you can either choose to save the world <laughs> or you can choose to save this person that you love yeah like of course it had one of those it was like a subway full of people or save Mary Jane and it's like ain't nobody on that subway look like Kirsten Dunst so I'm gonna save Mary Jane thank you very much Plus, like, dude, how I don't know if this is like an early 2000s thing when you were a kid. What's that? How big of a crush did you have on Kirsten Dunst when you were a kid? I mean, I don't know about when I was a kid, but certainly in this this era, because she was not uh, fully supported for much of this movie. Yeah. She did not win Best Supporting Actress or Best Supported Actress, if you know what I'm talking about. I don't. Oh, now I do, and I feel awkward. Yeah. Which is like... (laughs) Which is fine, but it's an Ooh. interesting. It's like an interesting choice. Choice because it isn't really the style of the time, you know. Is this the one with the upside down kiss? Yep, that's one. No, that's what? one. Yes, we no, watched both one. of them in quick succession. But yeah, this episode is brought to you by the Sinusoid Custom Shop. Sinusoid Custom Shop is capable of doing pretty much whatever you want for your cables. Um, they can make cool like tech flex combinations. They can make right angle on one end and a noiseless jack on the other end. They can do pretty much whatever you want. They got their speaker cables in there. They have also have a really cool builder. You go on the website. You can design whatever you want. Uh, if you want a snake to put all your stuff in a loom together, you can do that there. If you want something wild out of the box, send them an email. They can do it. They do all kinds of crazy stuff all the time. And if you join our Patreon, you get a special discount for anything you buy from Sinusoid, including the custom shop. So tell them we sent you. You won't regret it. Sinusoid.com. You guys, the first good comic book movie. Are you ready? X-Men? I hope you're ready. I'm ready. Spider or Superman? Was like some from back in the 40s or something? Blade. You're welcome. It's Blade. Oh, it's not Superman? No. Superman sucks. <laughs> Superman doesn't suck. That movie's great. Which one? Just the original. The first one. The What's his name? Christopher Reeve? Christopher Reeve. Reeve. Yeah, the Christopher Reeve one. It's a great movie. I think it sucks. I never watched suck. Smallville. Was that good? <laughs> did you guys ever right. Did you guys ever play Superman on the Nintendo 64? Because no. that is one of the worst games of all time. You guys remember Kirsten Dunstan checks in? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just kidding. You remember that movie Dunstan checks yeah. in? Yeah. 
No. It's about a, oh, you don't? It's about a monkey that stays at <laughs> yeah, a hotel. It's a about a chimp that lives in a hotel. <laughs> it's basically like the sweet life of Zach and Cody, but with a chimpanzee. <laughs> with a monkey. So here's the thing. Kirsten Dunst Kirsten was, was born Dunstan. in 1982. Oh, yeah. So I she's was only also a born year. in 1982. So I kind of like grew up with her in movies. Okay, wait. I remember having a big crush on her in Jumanji. Okay. Oh like yeah. Okay. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I remember sure. you having a big crush Aaron, on her. Aaron, stop looking at your screen, and don't answer if you already saw it. What was her breakthrough role? The first thing I know that she was in is Interview with a Vampire. But yes, correct. Okay. That's Tom Cruise, right? Or Brad I didn't Pitt? see that. I didn't read that. I just knew that. I hadn't seen that until I didn't see that until much later, though. I saw that like maybe three or four years ago. Is it Brad Pitt? First time. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. Yeah. Tom Cruise. That's yeah. quite the cast. Yes. Brad Pitt wasn't Brad Pitt. Yeah. Well, that kind of yeah. made him Brad it Pitt, was, didn't it? Yes. It, it really was. Tom Cruise was obviously famous. I mean, he uh, was known from, because Thelma and Louise, he kind of got some some juice. But it wasn't like. But he wasn't like a. a he like wasn't a, like a leading leading man back then. Or like a heartthrob. Maybe he was, but he was a heartthrob. Yeah, he that's was. true. He was went crazy he... over him from Thumb and Louise because he was super high in that. But it was, but super high in everything. According sure. to some, he was very attractive. He has that Afterward. jawline. That's why they always have him eat in Ocean's Eleven. Because no, it's like, he did this mm. thing where he was like sitting in the back of the car, all ripped, with no shirt and his jeans kind of low, wearing a cowboy hat. Was it some showing people, off? Was I'm it showing off those weird muscles? People. Like his hip. Some people thought that was attractive. Those muscles that people have, like on their hips. Yeah, he's. So got then the they wear their jeans really the low, so it like shows the V there. there. Yeah. That v. yeah. That v on a, on a below deck. I don't have one of those. The, the penis ravine. <laughs> what? Because it leads right down to the the peen ravine. <laughs> yeah, the peen ravine. <laughs> okay, so he was after Thelma and Louise before interviewing with the vampire. He was in Legends of the Fall. Oh, oh that yeah. Was okay. And most people would call that his. Uh, I mean, you're right. Thelma and Louise was everybody going, "Ooh, who is that guy?" But yes, then, yes. No, like, oh, like that's, dude, that's like guy. a lot of good movies. Legends of the Fall kind of sucks. I don't remember. I be honest. I don't even remember it, but it seem isn't it like well regarded or not? I I would say it is, isn't it? I don't know. If I think it's. Up, like, I think it's like well. What's What's the difference between maybe. Legends of the Fall and Last of the Mohicans? Everything. Um, a lot. But the difference between Last of the Mohicans help me. and. Uh, well, Last of the Mohicans is kind of like a. It's like a war movie, basically. Legends yeah. of the Fall is like a romantic drama. But yes, but it it has is moments it? of war. Yeah. But it was. It's a lot of like. It's about three brothers and like this one woman that they kind of all fall in love with and at different times or something. Ooh, man. as I remember it. Yes, and then she goes crazy. Remember in Rudy when he comes home and his brother is married to his girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, dude. There's a lot of that. In freaking screwed up. It's like how are you gonna and... steal this dude's? Like, look at him. He's they don't a freaking even tell you. you don't even runt. know. You just like come home. It's oh, hey, up. by the way, uh, I married your brother. <laughs> And he's like, well, now I'm going to play for Notre Dame even harder. So, <laughs> so now I really hate you guys. Yeah. Uh, who's uh, Aaron? What's the name of the actor in Always Sunny who got ripped? 
uh Rob McElhenney. Yes. Okay, so I Mac- I heard on a podcast he said that McElhenney. 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 I heard on a podcast he said that um when he came up with the idea and he like tracked down like you know, he w- he went and found some uh celebrity um uh-huh. personal trainer and the guy goes, Okay, well so let's before we really get into this, let's you know, we need to start out with what are your goals and he's like well, I mean, I have some, he goes, do you have somebody in mind? And he's like, yes, I do have somebody in mind. He goes, let me guess. And he goes, okay. And like the guy goes, uh, Brad Pitt from Fight Club. And he goes, how'd you know? And he goes, that's what every guy says. I want to look like Brad Pitt from Fight Club. But here's the I don't. Thing. I want to look like Brad Pitt from Snatch. <laughs> and then he goes, but here's the thing. We're going to put a lot of work in. You're never going to look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club. And he goes, why not? And he goes, because you're not Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> You'll look like your version of him. Maybe. Yeah. That's true. That is a good point. You still won't be because <laughs> there's there's part of it that is he's just he's rampant. <laughs> yeah. Dude, did you, did you see when Kumail posted yeah, all dude. his pics when he got ripped? <laughs> that was freaking awesome. But he's like big too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's like very like, muscular. Yeah, it wasn't just lean. He like got like yeah, he's Swole. jacked. And then and, he posted about like body image and like how impossible basically it is for any normal person to get that yeah. way because like you can't do that and have a job. That's a <laughs> you, that's what Rob McElhinney says. Literally a lot working too. out like, is your career at that yeah, point. He's it has like, to be. Because people ask him like, oh, why can't I be like that? And it's like, well, all you need to do is work out for six hours a day and have like, and have like professional chefs make yeah. all of your food for you. And exactly. And and he said like sleep was a bit, he said he was sleeping like 10 hours a night or something crazy. Oh, wow. Huh. <clears throat> Just to rebuild the energy. I guess. Yeah. Did you see Kumal? Um, I, I Kumail. think it was Jimmy. Was it Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Kumal? No, it's. <laughs> It seems it was. I, I'm not sure which of the late night shows it was. Jimmy Chameleon. Oh, it, was Jimmy right, Chameleon. it was. It was right after he had finished the movie, and they like lowered from the ceiling a bunch of desserts, <laughs> and he kind of lost his mind. Like he's like he's like I. He goes I'm I'm crying, <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> they go here we we heard that you know so you can like, you can eat all this and I don't know how how much of a setup there was but he like he seemed. Yeah, Very, like genuinely emotional. Yes. <laughs> it was like there's cheesecake and donuts and all these things. And he was like completely overwhelmed. <laughs> well, they interviewed Kate. Oh, crap. I forgot her last name. That is married to Rob McElhaney. Oh, Olsen. Oh. Olsen? Yes. Yeah, Caitlin Olsen. And she was like, because people people ask her like which one she prefers and she's like oh fat rob is so much better like he's happier he's fun to be oh, around yeah. he like <laughs> it's like yeah would like i don't know part of it is like the pressure of knowing that like everything you know what i'm saying so, like it's important to be able to like leave your work at home mm. right or like yeah, and to be- know that like everything you consume is affecting your actual job or whatever that you're trying to do totally it's probably like like having an infant where it's like you've got this like crazy schedule and you're like crap yeah no we can't do that we have to take him home put him in. yeah like, like <laughs> dictates everything about your life 
Yes, exactly. It's like, oh, no, sorry, it's nap time. Or, like, yeah, oh, I no, can sorry. go out to eat, but I'm going to bring a Tupperware with like three <laughs> chicken breasts, <laughs> like unseasoned chicken breasts with me instead. Yes. <laughs> and, a, and a sprinkle of brown rice. And yeah, exactly. Rice. And then just a whole oh, bunch like of total steamed recall broccoli. chicken. Total recall chicken. It had three breasts. <laughs> I was going to say, I haven't seen Total Recall in so long that I probably don't get the reference, but that is the one Total Recall reference I'll still get. Ten times out of ten. Did you watch the the Colin Farrell one? No. Was it good? Uh-uh. I never saw it either. Nobody, I don't know anybody who said, actually, I don't know if I know anybody who saw it. I don't know anyone who said, I'm so glad that happened. Yeah. yeah like, that's a thing oh, that's that what, needed that's to exist. For. What? What are some movies that uh, one? Okay. First of all, do you guys remember far and away? Of course. I remember loving that movie when I was a kid for some reason. Yeah. Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman, wasn't it? I don't think I've ever seen it. Yes. Is that who the leading lady is, Phil? That is who the leading lady is. And who's the dad? He's like a very famous actor as well. Aaron, you should totally see that movie. It's good. It's like, it's set in like the early Australia, right? No, it's set in the U.S. when people are like... No, you're thinking of Quigley Down Under. Also a very good movie. I think I'm just thinking because she was Australian. No, it's set... In a movie called Australia, I believe. But that was not starring... No, that was much later, though. It's set when, like, in early America when they were just, like, (laughs) giving land away to people, essentially. Uh Uh-huh. You know, taking it from engines. Oh, but, like, it was like, they're Irish, right? (laughs) Oh, they're Irish. Yes, they are Irish. Yeah, you're right. Irish immigrants. Irish. And they like boxing for some reason. When Irish eyes are smiling. Yeah, they like drinking alcohol. They're Irish pugilists? Yes. So wait, let me get this straight. Sidebar, Phil. I don't know what that word means. Don't tell Aaron. They're immigrants from (laughs) Ireland, and they like to drink and punch each other. And steal other people's land. Sick. Yeah, dude. Dude, how do you? Can you imagine like stealing land at this point? How would you even steal land now? Yeah. Like now? Yeah. Like in 2020. Like you have to go to the bank. Like you break into a bank and steal the note or something. Yeah, you no, literally you, have to like. You find you find an area that is not populated. You put a fence up, and you build a house. And then when somebody comes along, and goes, hey, this is mine. You go, no, no, I don't think so. This is mine. Look, look at my house. I've I've, I've been here for a while now. That's how you do. Yeah, it. but you wouldn't be able to get away with it. They'd just be like, eh, well, I mean, first of all, the crazy thing is, in some ways, that, in some so. ways, that's even easier now because, like, because like if you have legitimate squatters in a place that you own, it's actually hard to get them out legally. Yeah, exactly, Aaron. But like. I guess stealing like a house, but I'm talking about like land, like yeah, just like land. this, this yeah, like these ten acres of land. land. <laughs> well, yeah. Does the squatters' rights do all those rules apply? I guess they might. I don't know because I think the whole like point of squatters' rights is that I don't know because like that's there's mostly no to protect people from eviction. Yeah, and it's like to like it's a shelter that they have. Like if or a homeless like person just, land. just came into your house and like went in your bedroom, you could call the cops and have them removed. Whatever, dude. I freaking blow their brains out. 
Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that, dude. Dude, wouldn't that be so great? If someone broke in your house, you could justifiably shoot them with a gun. I'm just <laughs> waiting for someone to even look at my toilet paper, and I'm going to shoot them <laughs> right in the wiener. Dude, how, like, how little supply of toilet paper do people run on? Do you guys buy toilet paper, like, every three days or something? <laughs> do you guys, know. like, buy it by yeah, the like, roll? Who are these people buying one roll at a time? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you guys live so close to the edge? Do they also like, just yeah, like I, fill? I gotta poop. I better go buy some. Paper. They fill their gas tank up to like a quarter of a tank, and that's it. <laughs> like, why should I? I don't need more gas than that. I know. I'm just I driving like to work. Forty-eight rolls at a time. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't use forty-eight at a time. No, I gotta poop now. That's not normal. Here. Well, we're back. Back from poop. It was like it was like an hour. What were you doing in there? <laughs> Was all that Kirsten Dunst talk? I was watching far and away. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, I mean, now it's not that weird for movies to be long, but I believe it was what like mid. It's like ninety five or something. Ninety two. Ninety two. Uh, yeah, and it was like, a long. It's like three hours or something. Two hours and twenty minutes, which is funny that it felt that long at the time when two hours and twenty minutes isn't that long by today's standards. Right. <clears throat> but yes, now it was a very yeah, long now movie. Like. Action movies that are that long. Like There's like comedies that are that long. Game. Okay, so far like three away, hours, I think. Is far it that away, long? Dances with Wolves. Those were both like early '90s movies that were very long. Three hours, very minutes. Oh, I can't believe how long it is. Yeah. But now it's like Star Wars. Was... Can't believe this is so. Sh- people complain that it's not long enough. Like you didn't get your money's worth. Yeah. Right. As if like Star- all, I need to like fill Wars, as many hours. All the Marvel. One. How right was I, Aaron? It's About, three hours and two minutes. You were very close. What? What? It was, was Endgame. Three hours and two minutes. Endgame was. Yeah. How long <laughs> and, is? What's the one? Irish dude, if you had a movie just called Endgame, like the letter N dash game, that would be. You get a lot of runoff. PR from Avengers Endgame. I wonder, like, if anybody wants to trying to watch Endgame and they accidentally watch Ender's Game. Did you guys? I don't even remember if I saw Ender's Game. I didn't. I freaking those books are amazing. I had a friend who was really into those books, but I never read them. My wife read them. I just listened to the audiobooks, but the audiobooks are actually really (laughs) good. Some of the best. I have a hard time reading like sci fi or fantasy or whatever. Me too. I have a hard time caring about it. This is an exception. You know what? We need to. We need to come original. original. Yeah, we need, to come original. <laughs> we need to have a definitive answer between the three of us. Okay. If you listen to a an audio book, mm-hmm. should you use the word "I read it"? Yeah, because anyone who would disagree with you is a douchebag. Because anyone who would say, like, it, no, you didn't really read it because you didn't suffer fine. like I did. Yeah, you I didn't have to, like, because you, you actually were able to enjoy your life while you were reading it. And I had to just sit here like an idiot looking at a bunch Especially of Especially if someone asks you, like, oh, have you read this? And you say yes. I think that's perfectly reasonable. I like to say I consumed it. I oh, because you're a douchebag? Well, I didn't. I just don't want people to be upset at me for using the word read. I'm going to use that, and then when they're upset with me, I'll just shoot them in the wiener. <laughs> <laughs> Take 
their toilet paper. His, your toilet paper is mine. I'm the captain now. I'm the captain and, now. And your land. And your land. Give me your land while you're at it. I saw hey, that conversation happening. Right to toilet paper. But it really is like such it's like such an arrogant like Oh, you didn't re- you didn't read it the same way I did. You didn't have to suffer the same way I did. Well, it, like it's such a like gatekeeping whether or not you read a book is such a silly thing. I think it's it's weird to care about. I also think for like a lot of books for me, I would rather read them than listen to them in terms of like enjoyment. Yeah. Like I get more out of it if I read it than if I listen to it, but I don't think it matters. Aaron, you're part of the problem. Part of it is like, like well, it depends on the book. If though. you guys like know what it's I'd like, listen to. If you guys know what it's like to have like severe ADHD, mm-hmm. like just sitting down and reading a book while nothing else is going on, just like isn't an option. Yeah, like, like that's yeah, not Aaron. that's not feasible for me. You're yeah. the one who was saying that, Phil. No, I never said that I I never said that I agree with those people. Oh, okay. I said but early those on, people like, exist. You just you try and placate those people in their ableism. Yeah, why are early you so worried on, about what those bigots think, Phil? Those book book gets bugets. 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 You guys remember Bucket, dude? Oh man, I could go for a personal pan pizza right now, dude. <laughs> that was the best, dude. Yeah, uh, I still have one of my pins from Book It. I found it recently. I don't know what Book It is. Dude, Book It was this program where you would read books in school, and if you got enough points at the you end of the books? program, no, you had to physically look at them. When you At the end of the program, you got to go to Pizza Hut and get a, a personal pan pizza. So you had a pin. you got to help make it. So, so you had a pin, or at least in our incarnation of it, like this big old mm. you know, pin... That's the right word for it, right? Yeah, like a button pin. Like a button, yeah, exactly. A and uh, call it a pin. And then it had five stars on it, and you got a star for every book you read or whatever. And then you'd go to Pizza Hut, or maybe you'd go to Pizza Hut with a certificate or whatever, like your receipt for reading your book, and then they would give you the sticker to put on your pin. Yeah, but maybe. either way, it was. I can't remember how it worked, but I do remember going to Pizza. Hut. I remember one time it was like, but it wasn't like going to Pizza Hut alone or like with your family it was like a trip like a school trip i think that that wasn't like necessarily officially a part of the program that was probably, yeah, probably. just something your school organized probably, yeah because i don't remember yeah. getting to help make the pizza either oh we got to go in the back and like watch it go through the oven <laughs> sounds like That's such so a bad cool. idea <laughs> it was like 90s, here kids bro. you want to touch some of these pizzas <laughs> it was the different it was a different world i know dude that was probably times. 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that was like early. And I and I also remember like doing that way too late, you know. I was like in junior high and it's still like, give me my freaking personal pizza. They're like, did you drive here? <laughs> Dude, the target in my the target in my hometown has a pizza hut inside it. And but it's not a full one. They just sell personal pan pizzas and yeah. breadsticks. Which is all you need. Yeah. It's like hot and ready. So good. Like mini hot and ready. Yep. I think now they sell the pastas too, which like I'm not down on Pizza Hut pasta. I'm sorry. The, uh, no thanks. Okay. So speaking of mini hot and ready, have you guys, um, do you guys remember that Phantom of the Opera the movie that came out? 
like 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah. And mini driver Mm -hmm. and, uh, what's her face? Her name is Emmy Rossum. Yeah. That's like a really good movie. I like it. We just watched it the other night. We've been watching a movie every night because I don't know if you guys heard, but there's this thing going around. There's a bit of a bug going around, so we're trying to stay home as much as possible. Did uh, you guys watch Onward? (laughs) Look look Onward. (laughs) Did you watch it? No. Which one is it? It's the new Pixar one. Oh, is it on Disney Plus or something? It's on. I think you have to buy it on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Amazon, not Prime. Sorry, on Amazon. But I think it's coming to Disney Plus relatively soon. But dude, is it good? I watched it last night. It's freaking good, dude. Every Pixar movie is good. Watch Pixar movies. Why not? Wait, how did you watch it last night? Did bought you it on Amazon for a movie. No. So my brother-in-law bought it so that his wife and child could watch it, and so I signed into his account and watched it with him okay. last night because now it's just digital they own the rights to it to watch it whenever yes, they want i understand i just i don't yeah i didn't pay for it did you have to like notify them that more than one person was going to be watching it <laughs> yeah do you guys remember in the tickets in the early days of xbox one when the, when they were still marketing it um maybe i don't know why anyone would remember this but <laughs> when the connect Remember when the Connect was actually a thing that they were like oh, pushing yeah. and every yeah. Xbox One was going to come with one? They were actually going to limit. They were going to use the Connect to see how many people were in the room to like uh, charge you for movies, to like limit how many people could physically be watching a movie. That's insane. <laughs> it's the and it's insane that they actually brought that up like pre-release like as a marketing piece and they obviously like, had to step it. that back. If it's like I don't even know. Like, you're not allowed to broadcast it, like, in a room of, like, 50 people or whatever. But yeah, exactly. But, like, it's if it's, your house. you know, people come over to watch f- the fights or something like that, like, yeah, it's pretty It's pretty. I know, insane. like, iTunes, <clears throat> iTunes movies, maybe, like, Apple movies, something, like, the program won't work if you're, like, going HDMI out or something. Like, it's weird. Well, it's because like, it's, it, it's because it's of, like, HDCP protection. So like if the if the display you have doesn't support HDCP, mm. then it won't stream it because like it could be recorded or broadcast or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But it sucks if you're like just trying to watch it on a bigger screen or something. Yeah, and Apple is Apple's crazy about it even with their laptops. They'll Yeah. Most most laptops will only like Windows will just check for an HDCP compliant display if you're displaying something protected Hmm. and it will just encrypt that piece. But Apple will just encrypt everything. Freaking Apple. I know an Apple a day keeps the pirates away. So what other, what other movies we also watched dumb and dumber, which, Oh, nice. So dumb. Cause the DVD we have is the unrated version, which is like, it's it's just added it just added enough extra added stuff that down. makes it awkward to watch with your 8 and 11 year old sons, you know. Oh really? I don't think I've ever seen that version. Yeah, it sucks. And it's like all the stuff they added it was just stuff that they cut, like meaning yeah, like, like stuff like that was unnecessary, scenes. yeah. Yeah. Although there was a little bit more uh sea bass, like the sea bass scene runs longer, which is kind of funny. Oh, nice. I never knew that that was a professional hockey player. Seabass? Yeah. 
I can't remember his, I can't remember his name now, but he's an actual like NHL player. Um, that movie's so good. I like the scene where they're like so good. in the van and they're he's like, "Look how fast I can run!" <laughs> it feels like I'm running. It feels at like I'm running rate. at an incredible rate, Harry. <laughs> and it's it's honestly crazy how I I must have watched that movie 200 times in my life. Because I basically have the whole thing memorized. So every little piece that they added back in, I was like, oh, they added that back in. And they added that back in. Oh, yeah. You just know. And when that scene starts, when he's doing the running thing, I started doing uh-huh. that like a second before it even cut to that part. <laughs> and Lacey just like shook her head. Dude, I when I was in high school, I took a, a speech and drama class, which I didn't really want to take. But I took it because my good friend was taking it. And we had to do like a, a two person scene from yeah. a movie, and we did that scene. Nice. <laughs> I'm dumb and dumb. Wait, which which scene? The, the scene in the van where he's oh. does that. I feel like I'm running at an incredible rate. Because I forget what and else. He's like, we're only out of stuff at that we're time. Barely too. out of. We're barely out of Rhode Island, and you're already driving me crazy, or something like that. Yeah, and he's like. And that's when he, he talks even, about how he, he sold. He didn't have a head. Yeah. You sold, sold some stuff to a blind kid a billion 4c <laughs> blind kid pretty bird harry i took care of it i took care of it yep i was lloyd that's like such a great one it shows mary and her mom watching tv later on and it's like next on dateline a man sells a dead oh, bird to a blanket and they're like Pretty she's bird. like who are these sick people <laughs> yeah that movie, movie and both my kids afterwards are like that's my new favorite movie and i shed a <laughs> tear of joy uh, i love that movie. i still love that movie but what I other movies when I, was a kid. I was gonna watch scott pilgrim with him but that got vetoed because of language we looked up the parents guide on it yeah that might be a little old Dude. for them oh my gosh movie so they would like it though it is like an for a kid like i was talking about scott pilgrim and that when i first saw it it was kind of oversold to me so that when i actually watched it i enjoyed it but it wasn't it didn't like blow my mind like everyone said it would you know i remember it being very much about like relationship angst though like yeah that's like that's probably like it has kind of this video game veneer and you know he's an abandoned stuff but yeah but it's mostly about like that's the whole premise of the movie is like his exes ex coming exes, back and trying to exes. beat up or his her girlfriend. evil exes right it's her evil exes oh yes fight yeah 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 <laughs> that's to right court her to win her heart what a load of crap yeah because violence never <laughs> answered anything except in wars except in every war I so, saw this thing about like someone said women shouldn't be president. A woman shouldn't be president because she might be too emotional and like start a war or something. Yeah. And they're like, uh, who who has started every war ever? <laughs> every war in history has been started by a man. And also like, really, you're worried about a president who's like too erratic and irrational and flighty? <laughs> point, yeah. Like, come on. Really? That's what Come we're on. worried about. Preach it. Preach to me about that. So guys, how much longer do we have on this episode? Do we have time? 
Oh, it's like, why are you done? You have, have plenty of time. Do we have time for a little, uh, a little game? We're like forty is minutes in. Let's Judy do game? it. Please say it's a Judge Judy game. Well, now you're just gonna be disappointed. I'd like to welcome you to this week's installment of Judge Judy and Executioner. Oh yes. Okay. Yes. So if you remember, so excited right now. If you remember how this works, hopefully I can remember how this works. We have to decide. We have to. Remember you have to guess. guess how she judged, right? Yep. And I'm going to give you the facts of the oh, case. I may yes. skew the facts a little bit. I may share certain pieces of information to try and get you to guess wrong. That's my prerogative. Do they say that in that show? These are the facts <laughs> of the case, or is that people's court? Uh, that's people's court. All right. Okay. F- case number one: wrongful eviction. All right. The the landlord, his name is Mr. Stone King, which I thought was worth mentioning because it's kind of a good name for a landlord. That's like a, a great name for a landlord. Sounds like a soap opera bad guy. Yes. So the plaintiff was actually suing the landlord for wrong, wrongful eviction and also colluding to get a restraining order to help one of the other tenants. Okay, so here's the best the best part about this is when the landlord at the beginning of the case explains the living arrangement of this house that he owns. There are 10 different tenants living in this house oh my gosh. and they live just in like a normal residential neighborhood. Mm. And judge Judy is like, Oh man, I bet your neighbors hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently they have like the police are coming there all the time. Cause like, I don't know, you pick like, I don't know, someone who's moving into a house with nine other dudes, like probably, yeah. you know, there's, Chances are they might be down on their luck or whatever. And uh, so <laughs> the case starts like off. 20 years old. Right? <clears throat> so what's that? Or like 20 years old. Like it, The plaintiff was of- clearly in his 60s, e- had uh, anger problems. And and <laughs> one of the <laughs> one of the great pieces was. Uh, Guys, Phil is working out while we're yeah. recording this. But doing like doing some like 70s, 70s exercise bands, exercise <laughs> rubber bands. Dude, you got to stay swole. He's trying to look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club. Yeah, he is. He's doing a great job, too. So so the whole, the whole case is the fact that uh, the guy evicted, the landlord evicted this guy, but part of the reasoning for it was because one of the other tenants had a restraining order against him. Don't touch your face. But the guy was claiming the, the plaintiff was claiming that the, that the landlord like told the guy to get a restraining order so he could evict him. And at one point, so, okay. So, uh, this, this guy, he felt threatened. That's why he got a restraining order. And at one point he said he broke a window near me and I'm a hemophiliac. I easily, his, his exact quote, I easily could have bled to death. <laughs> and I could, I could see like, okay, being a hemophiliac is nothing to joke about, but also like him breaking a window near you, the chances of you bleeding to death are, are pretty slim, you know? Yeah. Just don't get cut. Yeah. So he filed a protective order and, uh, and yeah, I think those are the, those are the facts of the case. So the plaintiff These was the facts of the case. The plaintiff was suing to get, <clears throat> It was basically like pain and suffering. I mean, it was wrongful eviction, but I don't know what like you know, what like tangible, like 
what you can actually money wise, what you can sue for. So that's that's the case. How do you think Judith Scheinlein ruled on that one? Can, can I think we have can we have the name? <laughs> Is that her real name? Hey, what's the name of the plaintiff? I can't remember. He's a right. big, big old angry dude. Stone King versus the Angry Man. Okay. I was. Some of the names were kind of funny, but I worried that some of them, like it might be insensitive of me to just make fun of names just because they're funny, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say she... Wait, was there a countersuit? There's always a countersuit, Aaron. <laughs> but no, actually, this is one of the rare cases where there was... No, I think there was a countersuit because for like having destroyed the window and stuff like that. But I'm pretty sure she dismissed the countersuit really quickly. She likes doing that. That's kind of her thing. Okay. I'm going to say she sided with the plaintiff for his full asking. His full asking? His full ass kingstone. I, I think I agree with Aaron. Well, I rule that you guys are dumb idiots. Stupid faces. <laughs> <laughs> like super early on in the case, it was so great because uh, she was like, well, he doesn't, he's allowed to evict you. Like he can evict you uh, if he wants true. to. <laughs> And you could you could see the wind kind of go out of the guy's sails, like, like, oh crap, yeah, that's true. (laughs) So, anyways, uh, yeah, she dismissed both sides of the case, and uh, yeah, so you guys are both wrong. Okay, let's see here. Because you didn't give us all the facts of the case, but that's okay. Yeah, it's the game. I respect. You gave us misleading details. I, I I wrote down notes, and so. Oh, okay. Here's another great one. Okay. This one, we had a we have a man buys a house. It's his tale as old as time. Man and house. And uh, is he buying the land? The house is <laughs> no. He seized like unlawfully seized the land, and then he's not allowed to look at it. He unlawfully seized it. <laughs> saw it. <laughs> he seized the land with his eyes. <laughs> His eyeballs. Okay, so there's this man. So right? he bought. So he sees this land. Okay? So he sees it. <laughs> so I says to him, he sees the land. I says to him, I says. <laughs> I says to him, I says, he sees this land or what? And he's like, oh, I sees it. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, so this guy, this guy, <laughs> buys a house. He sees. The house that he wants, and then he buys it, and it already had a tenant living in the basement. And so that that man is his property, right? <laughs> That's if you purchase. You wouldn't have made that joke if you could see the plaintiff and the defendant in this case, because <laughs> um, it would be okay. So. <laughs> So so they so it means it, it it results in them having kind of a weird rental agreement because it like I think the previous rental agreement was kind of null and void but basically he had uh a security deposit which like changed hands when the house changed hands but he still had this like he had on hand a security deposit 
that represented their security deposit, you know. So the guy and the this a guy and a girl living in the basement. They have a kid together. The guy also has another kid. If you guys have seen Judge Judy, none of this surprises you. Yeah. But how is this so, relevant, though? I'm just giving you the facts of the case, Phil. No, you're not. You're giving it. It's like, what color car do they drive? That's okay, not the the because case. at one point, the, These are the facts as presented. At one point, the woman moves out, and then a couple months later, the guy's lease is up, and he he asks the guy. Like, he doesn't renew the lease. At this point, he's just living by himself. Mm-hmm. But apparently, they had a verbal agreement at one point when the woman moved out to say, like, well, we'll just take care of her stuff. You don't have to worry about it, which doesn't even make sense. The guy, the tenant claimed that, like, you told me the one my girlfriend moved out, I didn't have to take, I didn't have to get rid of her stuff, that you'd get rid of it for me. And it's like, that doesn't even make sense. But then the reason the kids are important is because he's showing pictures the the owner is showing pictures of like see this is this is the kids he's got like a bunch of kids stuff down there and and the guy's trying to claim like no but she took the kid and she moved out and the girls and he's like yeah but you also have another kid and he's like yeah that's true i guess <laughs> it's like dang they <laughs> my air-clad defense didn't stand up under scrutiny so basically he he gave half the security deposit i mean honestly this landlord he he's kind of the hero of the story for the time being. He <laughs> he gave half the security deposit to the woman when she moved out, even okay. though I I bet legally he didn't have to do that, you know, cuz I'm assuming the lease wasn't they didn't have like separate lease agreements for each person. Right. Um and then so when the guy finally moved out, he he left the place a total mess, and so this landlord is suing for the additional cost in addition to the security deposit of fixing the place up plot twist. There's a countersuit. Nice. The tenant is suing. What do you think for, for like emotional distress? Cause he threw away some of his stuff, oh. you know, like, Oh, oh you threw away up. my well, old up, underwear that, that trash I, I had. <laughs> exactly. How dare you throw away all my trash? You threw away my pile of shiz. So and the guy that. had like invoices for his time, like for the, for, for, uh, cleaning up, you know, the services of mm-hmm. cleaning up and fixing the apartment and everything like that. And, uh, and then he has a new tenant now and things are hunky dory. So how do you think the honorable judge Judy ruled in this one? I think she honored All of us with her presence. I think she. I think she ruled. I'm gonna let Phil take this one first. Okay, I believe. I personally believe that USA Americans. Um, I think she ruled in favor of Mister Stonehenge, the landlord of the previous case. Yes. Oh. Okay. This, but this landlord. But the proverbial. Mr. Stone King. Yes, Stone yeah. King. Okay, yes. The Royal Stone King. You that believe to be our new name for landlords is just <laughs> the Stone King. Oh man, my Stone King's my really Stone been King's riding been me lately. <laughs> piece of work. That was another remember that in Spider-Man 2, the the <laughs> landlord, where's the rent? And he had that like anorexic daughter that had a crush on 
Peter Parker. You guys remember oh, that yeah, part? I vaguely remember that. Okay. What is the rent? And it was like kind of like they keep showing the street performer who's like a, an Asian woman, but with like a very over the top kind of exaggerated Asian accent. And it's a little huh. bit, it's a little bit cringy in 2020. Okay. So you, so you think, <laughs> you think she ruled in favor that she like reimbursed the amount of the invoices and everything. That seems logical to me. I think she told the guy who wanted the countersuit for his lost goods to get bent. <laughs> yeah, she did. And yeah, you could tell, uh, Crap, I just like, forgot his name. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I forgot the, the bailiff's name. Bird. Bird like looked over and it's like, you're not allowed to say get bent. It was like daytime TV over the air. Um Okay, so this one I knowingly withheld one detail of the case because it is such a great detail. And because <laughs> Judy didn't notice it until very late in the case either. So there were three separate invoices for cleaning up the apartment after the man left. Mm. Two of those invoices represented the landlord's time and the landlord's girlfriend's time. They actually wrote oh up invoices for, for their own time for having to clean up their own apartment that they're renting out. And she just like, as soon as she realized that, she just like shook her head. Oh my gosh. And, uh, and the guy was like, well, our attorney told us to do this. And she's like, no, your attorney said he wouldn't take your case is what he told you. Like, <laughs> And uh, yeah, so... So he, so she, she actually like reconciled the amount of the security deposit with the one invoice that was legitimate. So you guys get half credit for that one, but the other two invoices that were illegitimate, she threw out and then chastised him for, and that was great to watch. Gun Street Wiring Shop represents a brand new approach to the guitar wiring market. From their nothing is impossible philosophy to their community first attitude, Gun Street Wiring Shop is the premier maker of guitar wiring harnesses. Based in Central Oregon, Gun Street only does one thing. Make your guitar sound and play better. Bored with your standard switching? Gun Street. Need more options? Gun Street. Looking to nail that classic tone? Gun Street. You want to try something that's never been done before? Gun Street. Sean's always coming up with new circuit designs. He's always down to make something special to fit your exact needs. So hit him up now, GunStreetWiringShop.com. Turn your SG into an OMG, your Les Paul into a More Paul, your Telecaster into a Telestar Blaster. And as always, members of the street crew get an extra discount at everything at GunStreetWiringShop.com. Okay, two more. It's not a two more. Two more? Remember, <laughs> remember the one where... I figure it doesn't always have to be threes. With, with the workout DVDs. <laughs> oh, dude. It's all-time classic. That was so great. And he was suing because he like like, family or something. Yeah. But like they broke into his, like they went in while he was sleeping and did something to him while he was sleeping or something. I don't remember. Oh, that was great. Yeah. That was a great one. Okay. So this one, uh, this woman is suing her ex-boyfriend, father of her child. For rent, for setting off alarms, which alerted the police, and then, you know, they have to pay a fee for that, like home Mm -hmm. alarms, stocking, 
and then also for ambulance fees. Okay, yeah. so this woman, uh, they have a kid together. Everything's great. Everything's great. This man actually has six other children with separate women before she, he had his seventh child with this woman. Six mm-hmm. different women? I don't know about six different women, but six different children with multiple different multiple women. women. Oof. Yeah. Not a good look. Not great track record. I'm just going to say, like, if you're looking for stability and not maybe not the place to look. So they break up and he doesn't have anywhere to go. So even after they've broken up, he keeps living in like the second bedroom in their apartment for two months. And that's one of the things she's suing him for is because he wasn't paying her rent during those two months for existing. Oh, exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> for just being a deadbeat in general. So he wasn't paying her rent during that time when he was living in what was previously his house, but now they're just broken up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he set off the home alarms a couple times. Just that got pretty convoluted because she was saying like he was setting off the alarm to see if I was home. And then if I wasn't home, he could, he was like waiting down the street. He could come in and get all this stuff out or something. And judge Judy's like, well, why wouldn't you let him like, she's basically admitting that like she, she wasn't letting him get his stuff. And she's like, you're supposed to let him get his stuff. It's always great when people like unknowingly admit to doing something illegal, like in court, you know, when they're trying to make their case. Um, and then this is the kicker. This is the, this is the big ticket item here. Uh, the kid got sick while he was at daycare and the dad, the mom was working. And so she texted the dad and he went and picked the kid up, took the kid to Instacare. And then from Instacare called an ambulance to come and take the kid to the ER and she was like, and everyone knows you don't call an ambulance to take someone to the ER. That's way too expensive, which is like, that's kind of a sad indictment of our medical system in general, for one thing. But like mm. she was basically suing him because calling an ambulance to take your kid to the ER is in her mind, gross negligence rather than just like you just drive your kid there, you know? Yeah. Like you're just wasting money. Exactly. Yeah. Which is fair. Like it's a fair, but it's it's like, <clears throat> like it's fair to have that opinion. What was wrong with the kid though? I don't know. They didn't even go into details on that. See, that seems important to me because if it's like a broken leg, you just put them in your car and take them there. Yeah. If they like need life support on the way though. But but ultimately, like that's a judgment call. It's not something that is right or wrong, and certainly not something right, that's, that's illegal true. that someone would yeah. be like like justified to get compensated for it or whatever. Um, and then there's a countersuit cause you guessed it. She threw some of his stuff away yes. and he's pretty broken up about it. Okay. So how do you think judge Judy ruled in this one? Um, I think she said no to the ambulance part no to the alarm part and yes to the rent part so she gave her she ruled in the favor of the plaintiff for the rent only 
Okay. And what was the so. countersuit? It's for like throwing throwing his stuff away or whatever. Uh, and then she also ruled for that and it offset and they both got zero. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think this is one of those even Steven things. Or if one was more, then it's just the difference. Yeah. I agree. You guys are actually very close. Although you're you're slightly wrong. She ruled she dismissed the rent piece because okay. there was never any kind of rental agreement, obviously. Right, right. I mean, and, and they were like, let's be honest, they were still sleeping together. Squatters rights. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. That's a different kind of squatters rights. Yeah. Um and but she did reimburse she did the make alarms. the alarms, yeah, because there was an actual tangible it was yeah. like 180 bucks. And that's like a legitimately dumb thing to do. Yeah, it's like dumb and petty and... And misuse yeah. of... Exactly, alarm. yeah. And she didn't go into that piece, but yeah, it is like there's a certain <clears throat> assumption that like, well, the cops could have been doing something useful instead of responding to your BS. Um, She dismissed the counterclaim for his stuff because he didn't have any like record of it or any, you know, mm. proof that it happened. Okay, one last one. This one's a doozy, so buckle in. Oh, I love doozies. Two. Is it like a, it like a doozy like Scott Hamilton's? Um, <laughs> no, because you'll be able to, you'll be able to understand what I'm, the words that I'm saying. No, I thought you were saying it's like a Duesenberg. Oh, like a doozy, yeah. Doozy. Like, dude, you'll be like worshiping. Like it's a Duesenberg star player TV or something. You'll be worshiping like, like a mother effer. It's a doozy. Like Steve Doozy. Whoa. Doozy's dude, if you Google Doosenberg, the first thing that comes up is Doosenberg cars, which are freaking rad. <laughs> Don't Google during Judge Duty and Executioner, Aaron. I okay. Did. So this Close is our last thing. one. We have two adult men. Nice. One of them one of them has chosen to keep his motorcycle. At the other one's home. It initially started as like a storage, like a long-term storage, or like, you know, like multiple months. But then and the other guy agreed to this too. Like they both agreed to this. Yeah, yeah, they were fine with okay. it. He wasn't like, he wasn't like secretly storing this in someone else's home. Um, but then this is like the weird part, and it must just be because they live too far apart or something. But it got to a point where daily this man was driving his car to the guy's house to pick up his motorcycle and then driving his motorcycle to work and then driving his motorcycle back to this guy's house after work and Mm -hmm. picking up his car and driving home. And so the only thing I can think of is that he lives so far away that he didn't want to drive the whole distance on a motorcycle. I don't know. That part of it is pretty weird, but okay. So one day the guy comes back, he has a cover on the motorcycle. The guy where he's storing has, has a big dog and the dog has chewed on the motorcycle cover and even chewed on the motorcycle a little bit, apparently scratched it up. He comes back to pick up his, his motorcycle and kind of gets upset at the guy saying, Hey, your dog is messing up my motorcycle. You got to give me like 50 bucks to, you know, cause he did an on the spot estimate of the, what the repair costs mm. would be. And it was turned out to be exactly 50 bucks. So that was fortuitous. Um, and the guy said, I don't agree no. with the terms of this. <laughs> and so guy number one with the motorcycle goes to his car, 
and opens his trunk, gets a lead pipe out of his trunk. These are white dudes, right? I'd rather not comment on that. Okay. And uh, threatens the man, you know. I'm sure he's very polite about it, but he threatens him with physical harm. Politely, politely threatens, okay. But he's he's there with his car. The man is at his house, right? And the man claims he felt he felt scared because he has kids in the home. And Judy immediately asked, "Were your kids home at the time?" And he said, "No," which is like, okay, <laughs> then you don't have like the fact that you have kids that you live there is irrelevant. At home. Yeah. <laughs> so the man goes in to his house, runs back out with two large knives, a what? butcher, a butcher knife and another like okay, kitchen. So the knife. one dude's got a lead pipe. The other dude's got two big knives. Yeah. And apparently okay. this, the one guy claimed he just showed him the lead pipe and was like, see, I got <laughs> this lead pipe. lead pipe. Check hey, out this pipe, know. bro. Oh, hold on. I want to show you something real quick, <laughs> bro. This lead pipe. Check out this pipe. Cool. I got, I'll trade you this <laughs> pipe to offset the cost of your dog chewing on my bike. So I says to him, I says, <laughs> I says, look at this, lead bro. Pipe. You seize this pipe? <laughs> yeah. But guys, viewers at home, if anyone ever asks you if you want to see their lead pipe, just say no. Trust me. <laughs> so he runs back into his house, gets the knives, comes back out, starts chasing the guy with knives, which this has got to, I mean, uh, this is like starting to verge towards like Looney Tunes or Three Stooges territory. Uh-huh. And some of the facts of the case, it's so interesting the things they choose. And because Judge Judy was like, well, did you put the pipe back in your trunk? And he's like, yes, but I didn't close the trunk because I didn't want I knew the police were coming. I didn't want him to think I was hiding something <laughs> like, yeah, that would have been their primary concern is if he closed the trunk. And after the guy chases him around with the knives a little bit, he like slams his bike to the ground. OK, so the one guy says he forcefully slammed it to the ground. The guy who did it says it might have fallen over. In the scuffle, yeah. you know, I was running around with two knives. You expect me to keep track of where this guy's motorcycle yeah, like he is? Probably got bumped into or something. Yeah. Okay. So that is what the lawsuit was for. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you some more details. I'm hesitant to give you these details. This is a 13 year old <laughs> motorcycle. Oh, okay. He paid forty five hundred dollars for it. New. Yes. Okay. And he's suing for five thousand dollars to fix it. <laughs> what? Wait, why is that funny? It's a classic. Yeah, because motorcycles go up in value, as any motorcycle owner can tell you. Everyone knows, like motorcycles from the mid nineties are just worth a ton. Exactly. <laughs> hey, well, you got to fix it though. Yeah, he's buy a new one. Not for $5,000. Okay, so that was the case. I think in an unprecedented move, I don't think there was a countersuit in this In this case. Yeah, because you're the one with the knives. <laughs> yeah, he got in the way of my knives. I'm going to sue that guy. So he, so he sues for $5,000, which is a great Judge Judy move. You can tell when like she gets she's automatically skeptical when somebody sues for the, f- cause that's the most just you can legally sue for. Yeah. So it's just like lazy, like, Oh, I might as well shoot my shot, you know? 
Yeah. So, but it becomes, you become even more skeptical when you realize it's for a 13 year old motorcycle that was $4,500 new. So, okay. Those are the facts of the case. What's that? What kind of motorcycle it was? Did they tell you what kind of motorcycle it was? It was a Suzuki. And the name it had, it was like a GX something. Okay. I assume it was what some might refer to as a crotch rocket. It's like a like a bullet bike, CC kind of thing. Yeah, but I don't think it was like a street bike. I think it was a bullet bike type. You know, like you're crouched over the engine type thing. The GC four fifteen. That's a that's a band. I don't know. <laughs> it's like an Aerostar, something like that. <laughs> it's also a van. Right, so it's like a it's like a whatever. Yeah. Was it the RX seven fifty? It might have been. All right. So anyway, took a. F- I'm gonna say she gave him. How much did he pay for it? I think she ruled in the favor of the owner of the motorcycle. Okay, he paid forty five hundred for it, but she's oh. not gonna give him five thousand. Okay. Okay. What do you think, Phil? But how she much did she give him? Is never going to give him five thousand dollars. We can probably all agree on that. Well, I I don't know what we can agree on. <laughs> no, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm confirming your suspicion. Probably we can, yeah. We hmm. the three of us don't agree on a lot. But we can agree on that. Okay. Yes. Okay, I'll give you a little bit more. Oh, I have no idea. I'll give you a little bit more detail, which is very funny. Okay, so often Bird, maybe it's funny. Bird is the bailiff. Can't remember his last name is Bird, and she calls him Bird. He's the guy who makes a million dollars a year to stand Birdman. there. And uh, yeah, it's the Birdman of Alcatraz. <laughs> He's rehabilitated himself. Um, he. She she always has him look up stuff like on she always says like does your machine right. have this one as if his <laughs> his computer has like a finite number of blue book listings you know <laughs> it's like yeah it has all of them when new ones come out it'll have those ones too she he looks up the value and he says she says does your machine have this one and he's like yeah but you're not gonna like it and she's like wait I'm not gonna like it or he's not gonna like it. The freaking blue book on this thing is $6,700. Jeez. Yeah. And he's like, well, I got a good deal. But the other, my other favorite part was, uh, he, she says, does your, does your machine have a 2007 Suzuki, blah, blah, blah. And the guy interrupts and says, it's a 2006. (laughs) And it's like, dude, (laughs) that's older, bro. Unless. But I mean, maybe the 2006 was like this weird because apparently it held its value pretty well. And it was so great because you could tell he was like so pleased with himself because she was like, but you only paid 4,500 bucks for it. And he's like, mm-hmm. I got a good deal. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, that is like, it, like a new one is probably like $12,000. Probably so. And, so and like maybe it is like a rare. He said it's rare, which who knows. But like maybe it is like because, you know, once you get below $10,000, it's like if yeah. desire goes up a little bit, it can swing can swing it a little bit. Dude, here's a 2007 for 8500 What is it? An RX? 
the RX, the GSX R750. GSX, that's what it was, yeah. Is it like a bullet bike or is it a road bike? It's a street street bike, I mean. It is bike, a... but not a cruiser style. Okay. It's what kind of a street bike. Kind of aggressive. Yeah, it's like a it's one that you sit on, not in. Okay. It's a okay. it's a lean forward kind of uh what they call a street bike. Like a it's not a cruiser style. Like a Ducati or something. Yeah, I mean it's not like a full like a typical like I don't have enough I don't have enough points of reference. What they call it a crotch rocket. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah it's just... one of those. Okay. What I'm telling you is that is a street bike. Okay. I think of like a road bike as like, you know, it's like a you're sitting up on top of it like some Honda fifty or something like that, you know. Like a Harley uh, type of thing. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. So any other comments on how you think she ruled? I think she gave him the full 5,000 then, given that bit of information. <laughs> Phil? Um, yeah, I agree. Okay. Then, says, then I'm glad I gave you that piece of information because we're wrong. she was so – you're actually completely dead uh, on the first time. Cause Uh-oh. she was like, well, I'm going to rule in your favor. Cause this guy obviously damaged your motorcycle, but as everything's like, you know, everything's going back and forth. She's just like, uh, you can get your bike fixed for 1500 bucks and bangs oh. the gavel. <laughs> and the guy's like, what? I have this estimate right here. And I mean, it was that's almost probably like true. If it's fixable. Yes. If it's well, out, cause part of one of the big things is that she said, okay, what happened to the bike immediately after that? And he said, right. I drove it to neighbor's house until I could drive it to the shop. And she yeah. was like, okay, so you, dr- how did it get to the shop? And he said, oh, well, I wrote it there. And so oh it's like, gosh. well, if you, if so it's, it's still like drivable, yeah, if it's all cosmetic, like obviously it's not $5,000 worth. So that was yeah. kind of his undoing was admitting that, but it was a pretty great, you could tell she didn't want, like by that point she had already driven home the point that like, there's no way on earth this motorcycle is worth <laughs> More than five thousand dollars. So yeah, then, that's when hilarious. Like, uh, you're not gonna like it. <laughs> you could tell she didn't want to go back on it. Oh man. That's okay. Good. But then, one of my favorite parts of this case was in the post interviews oh, no, I that think they Phil's do. Touching himself now because he turned off his video. No, my computer oh. was making noises that I didn't. I'm like, just kidding. So. Oh. So, okay. So then, when they're interviewing the guys at the end of the episode. Like they do, like they want to do. The guy who went and got the pipe out of his trunk in response to having some scratches on his motorcycle, he said, I'm just not, I would never go get knives like that. I was raised differently than that. I would never do something like that. <laughs> I would only get a pipe. I was raised differently. The guy who went and got the knives, it cuts to him saying, Well, it's not like I went and got a gun or anything. <laughs> wow. So both of them felt like. Their actions were fine because Completely they could have been. Yeah, could have been, been, been a lot worse. And that you don't bring a knife to a pipe fight, <laughs> or you do apparently, or you don't bring a pipe to a knife fight. Don't you don't bring a pipe to a knife fight. You don't bring a pipe to a motorcycle fight. <laughs> so, so that's my submission for this week. I hope you all enjoyed it. <laughs> I did. That was good. That was fun. Hmm. And I'll I'll post I'll post my notes that I took 
Cause, oh, no, don't do that. Okay, I won't. But I actually wrote kidding. them with a pen <laughs> and paper. I'm just kidding. I'll uh, have to cross out all the racist stuff I wrote. <laughs> it's just going to be like... I'm I'm making a point of not pointing out. redacted. That's part of why... I, yeah. Stone King is an okay name to laugh at. Some of the other names would not be okay to laugh at. That's all. Like Stone Queen... Exactly. Not okay. Not in this climate. Not in any climate. Speaking of climate, it snowed again last night, so we have a bunch of snow on our grass. Dude, it's been really cold here lately. Yeah. But And then, like, the problem with that is we had this earthquake two weeks ago that was... Aaron likes to point out how measly it was and how we shouldn't have been scared. but <laughs> I don't. But I was, like, half... I was just waking up in the morning, and I'm on the second floor of my house, so... You know, modern houses are meant to sort of sway in an earthquake, especially here. Like, we're right in earthquake. Yeah. There's, like, a ton of earthquakes that happen here, and so all of our homes are built primarily with earthquakes. Oliver Wendell Homes. Yes, Oliver Holmes. Oh, did you guys see that new Oliver Holmes EP? <laughs> that new Oliver Holmes up came out? And, uh, and so it totally freaked me out, but then it, it's still, like, we... We got our gas, we saw our gas bill and it was like way up this month. And I was like, yeah, that's probably just because it's cold. But then in the back of your mind, you're like, ah, crap, did something happen? And it's like, well, it would probably be like way higher if there was a gas leak somewhere. But that's true. But it was weird because the earthquake happened literally like the first day after they'd sent us all home from work and it became like, you know, so life was already very weird at that point. And then we wake up to this pretty serious earthquake for us. I mean, the epicenter was only like five miles away from us. So it was also big in that sense, you know, right. And, and it, and we've still been having aftershocks for like a week and a half afterwards. So, so that's fun, but none of my guitars fell off the wall. So that's the most important piece. My kids are fine too, I guess. And then our hamster died two days ago. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> we got to go bury him in the rain. Oh, that's cool. It's very. At least you got to do that. Yeah. She got to do that, which is nice. All right. This is a great episode, guys. Thanks for updating us on your life, Cole. Thanks for uh, bringing us to Judge Judy. You're welcome. I actually really enjoyed that. Phil, thanks for muting your video. You still there, Phil? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Everyone else, thanks for friendship. Um, we should say, I'm going to say that. We should list some of the our friends in the business that we think you should support because a lot of small businesses are having a tough time right now, mm-hmm. and you should support them. So go buy some sinusoid stuff, hit up Gun Street okay. Wiring Shop, and buy some this. strings from Gabrielle Torrio. We we know for for some of us times are tough. But, uh, you're probably stuck at home, so you should be playing more guitar. Yeah. So you need more guitar things. You need the new Icarus, updated Icarus from uh, from Caroline Guitar Companies. Philippe just announced that yesterday. That thing's freaking cool. Who you else do a, we know? Making stuff. Benson. Yeah, dude, you get a Benson. Benson. Hit up Leon. Leon. <laughs> and that might Pelican be. Noise that might be harder Leon. to justify like a three thousand dollar <laughs> amp, but. Yeah, but you could buy a Pelotar. Yeah. Or a half horse. I'm sure Cowers got a I couple know you could do guitars it. lying around. <laughs> Could buy a cower, yeah. Hopefully they're not lying around. 
Oh, he didn't have. You could even if you're really desperate and you really want to help someone, you could even go to Spruce Effects and help Brian. I guess if you if you're feeling super just kidding. If you just have like so much money, you don't have to do with it. Or you could check out like find someone doing cool stuff and help support them and help yourself. Or if you want to support people who are doing uncool stuff, you could join our Patreon. Join our GD Patreon. Did you give us your money? Did you say Pelican? I did. Yeah. Okay, good. I wasn't listening. I know we're missing people, but yeah, we're missing lots of people. Um, Sean Ball makes cool guitars. But honestly, like it is a wiring harnesses. Yeah. Like it's natural. I say find someone that you like doing cool stuff and support them if you can. Yeah. Okay. Now more than ever. Speaking of supporting someone, if you can check this out. We're talking about. We're going to talk about Kirsten Dunst again. No. <laughs> no. So, in these trying times, uh, my favorite local independent coffee bistro announced that they are going to deliver coffee. Deliver it. Like, you know, pizza and whatnot. Uh-huh. Whoa. Just think, like, in a couple of years, maybe we'll even get to a point where we can just make coffee in our own homes. But here's the thing. <laughs> I made coffee this morning. I did, the I did too, but here's the thing. I feel like... Yeah, that I, was the I joke. Want, I know. I got it. I want to do it. Yeah, so do I. One, I want we all want to do it. It's like a primary drive. <laughs> <laughs> it's a primary human drive. It's like a very fundamental... I want to support, support my local business friend, but also because I kind of want to tell... When, when I'm old, I want to tell people, instead of like, you know, my grandparents saying, oh, yeah, and we didn't use butter on Tuesdays or whatever, you know, because of the war. <laughs> I want to say, yeah, I helped out by freaking buying fancy coffee drinks and had them delivered. To Having them own. delivered. I lived an even more extravagant lifestyle than I normally do. <laughs> I just feel during... like having like a cappuccino delivered is kind of like not that great. It's the it doesn't. It's just the like powder, the right? Thing you've ever heard. Are but they, it's also going to be like old by the time you get it. Are they? Are they delivering like a? They're delivering like the actual drink, or are they delivering like the, drink. the powder? Be, well, no powder. You mean beans? Are the beans? <laughs> there's no. There's no powder. Yeah, you <laughs> grind it up into powder. <laughs> I mean, you most of us most of us don't have oh. espresso machines in our home. You don't snort it. Is that what espresso <laughs> is? Espresso like finer, a finer grind. Yes. I mean, you grind it finer to make espresso. Guys, yes. but while I'm talking about it, check out my podcast, A Finer Grind. It's my dancing. It's I my... thought you were, when you said powder, I thought you were talking about like, like in the gas station, they have those things called quote unquote cappuccino, but it's just like, it's like coffee flavored hot chocolate, basically. Yeah. Oh, right. It comes in a powder. You just mix you, it with milk. So if you buy coffee, do people you buy you'll buy like ground coffee though, right? Some people no. do, yes. No, those those people are Philistines. You buy people like us. You we buy whole beans. Yes. Yeah, but like normal people, not like bougie liberal coastal elites like you guys. Yes, non hipsters just buy ground coffee in the store. Yeah, that seems it like it seems like delivering a hot beverage. Like there's a fundamental problem with that, right? Well, yeah, you got to be like quick about it. Because isn't part of it not even the temperature, but isn't part of it like 
part of the deal with fancy coffee is you want to drink it soon after it's actually made. Like otherwise you just like yeah. make a gallon of it and microwave it or something. But the the other thing about it is like how that's not a great business model if you're like delivering individual drinks. Yeah. One at a time. It's like five dollars a pop. Well, how is it? How is how is it any di- well? Okay, first of all, because you're not making as much, no, so you're spending more. It has gas. to be. It has to be. Uh, the order has to be ten dollars or more. Uh, I mean, that makes still sense, though even ten dollars isn't much, but that you're that right. makes it more feasible. I mean, I guess they're if they're they're probably charging for delivery too, right? Or are they doing free delivery? I'm not sure. Because like uh, Postmates, all those people, you know, they yeah, all like charge pay for a delivery fee. too. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to do funny. it. I want to do it so I, so I could say when I'm old that I did it. <laughs> what do you mean when you're old? <laughs> uh, thanks for friendship, everyone. Thanks for friendship. Oh, thanks for friendship. <laughs> mm-hmm.